You may be thinking, what in the name of God can you talk about after an episode like that? Well, strap in. Welcome back to a brand new episode of My Pod on Paper, proudly brought to you by now, the home of brilliant entertainment. I'm your host, Orla Condon, and joining me tonight is author Louise O'Neill. We surprisingly have a lot to discuss, so let's get stuck in. Okay, guys, we've claimed this quite a few times this season, but I think we may have just got to the most boring episode of (laughs) Love Island ever. Yes, it was baby's night and little else, to be honest, very little else. Uh, Joining me to discuss the lengthy list of topics we have to discuss is author Louise O'Neill. How are you, Louise? I'm good. I'm kind of disappointed I wasn't, um, we weren't talking for yesterday's episode because I feel like there would have been a lot even though Jen did a great job, because obviously I listened this morning, so she yes. did a great job. But yeah, tonight was, you know, it, it was yeah, it was well, an episode. Yeah, it, that was an hour of TV. Um, yeah. We will definitely touch on last night's for sure, because it, it kind of rears its head this episode. And I am howling already about how many messages we've already got with people being like, my sympathies that you have to try and drag a, a podcast episode out of this episode. The episode was fairly dull. We'll touch on the main points for anyone who's not watching and kind of still wants to know what's going on in the episode. But I also, I think one of the biggest learnings I took from this episode is kind of the character development that we've seen in quite a few of the Islanders from where Mm. we were in the early days. I've been watching back some of the introductory videos from the first episode where they're like, hi, I'm Tasha and this is my life. And I am kind of just blown away by some of these Islanders about where they started and what our thoughts were about them and now where we are now both good and bad I mean like Davide I did not even think he would make it this far and now he is like one of the most lovable cast members in there and then you have the likes of Luca who at the start was very much a comedic kind of energy in there and keeping the energy up and brought people together and now I cannot stand seeing him on my screen um Mm. so there's been a lot of change and while the baby bring a lot of change we will discuss kind of generally where we are because I think we're at a good point in the season now I feel like we're a bit like you know when the girls went out for lunch and it was very much that kind of final week yes where are you at and where are you at and I kind of feel like that's what we're this episode is a little bit like as well it's kind of like that recap of where we yeah. are with the series where are you where are you with the series because it's it was really strong start and then we hit some kind of weird bumps in the road and yeah it's been hard to shake some of those and I think everyone's would be feeling a bit uncertain about kind of the general mm-hmm. vibe of the last few weeks how have you felt about it mm-hmm. I mean okay so I found last season as in like you know um, last summer like by the end of that I was very unsure if I was going to watch this again because it just felt very uncomfortable yeah. at times um, and really toxic and I suppose a lot of that was because as you've said before like it felt like a lot of the character you know a, a lot of the boys and the girls didn't really seem to like each other that much and I think with this season it started off as you said really strong and not just because there was these sort of like iconic characters like the is it Davide Davide whatever we yeah. to call them uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, and like, and the Ekin Thus and, um, and even like, you know, someone like the Gemma and like, I suppose, but it also felt as if they sort of liked each other. Um, and then I think there was just such toxic behavior displayed after Castle Moore. As 
kind of just been very hard to come back from that, I think, with a lot of them. Um, and I suppose it, it, just the way it feels as if, like even tonight now with Luca and Gemma, the way it felt as if, you know, she said something like, oh, it's like it never happened. You know, we woke up today, it was fine. It was like it never happened. And I'm like, it, I, I feel as if that's the way the Love, I- Love Island producers want the viewers to feel as well. Almost yeah. like, oh, that doesn't, that didn't happen. It's like, but no, it did happen. Yeah. And we've and all seen this behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, our memories are not that short. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of trying to right the ship on on a lot of the, and with some of them they kind of let it play out and they don't seem to care about rehabbing that particular narrative with Luca mm. and Gemma there is always a conscious effort to show mm. the redemption to show the apology mm. to show the pathway back and yeah. I, I mean everyone and their mother has sent me this TikTok I don't know if you've seen it of the woman in America who's is it I think it's America she's working in an old folks home and she is like shocked to learn that like everyone in the old folks home tunes into Love Island every night and they all vote and they're all voting for Luca and Gemma and like we've asked this question really? like, jokingly on this podcast so many times like who is voting for them apparently it's like the, it, it's not this young generation that we're worried about seeing this behavior it's the older generation that are apparently oh my like God. and it in some way it doesn't surprise me because I feel like the younger generation of viewers are by far the most alert to this kind of to the language right like I feel like there's so yeah. many content creators out there who put out content about how to spot the signs of you know abusive relationships mm. and toxic relationships and all this kind of stuff so you you would think that gen z would be one of the most woke to this they have you know what i mean they have it at their mm. fingertips they've learned they see it on their social media feeds so it kind of it in a way makes sense that it's not it's not like young impressionable viewers as many people put it it's these fucking old folks in an old folks home <laughs> that are like clocking up the the vote. I just needed to stop. That, that is a, that is a surprise twist. It's funny because I am um, actually watched last night's. I mean, not that my mother is is in an old folks home, but like <laughs> I watched uh, last night's episode with my um, mother, and she just said about Luca. She was like, "It's just if that's the way he acts in front of the cameras." Yeah, you know, if that's the way he acts with cameras on him yeah what is that behavior you know going to look like you know off camera yeah and I said I was like oh you know um I wonder when Gemma's mother goes in what what will she say and I said oh what would you say to me and she was like well it's kind of a tricky situation when people when people say they're in love um and it's like what 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 kind of what can you say or what what do you say and it feels like she's very deep in it but what I think I found so interesting about yesterday was you could really tell like the signs that the producers have had this conversation with Luca were so clear because he was, and I love the way they keep calling it protective. I mean, possessive. Yeah. She was like, you didn't want to come across as overly protective. And it's like, you can see that he has been spoken to, that he has been told that he needs to watch this behavior and that he just still can't seem to control that. And like, and I think, the way then he was almost trying to pretend like he wasn't mad. You could just tell, like you could just see the kind of cogs in his brain going where it's like, I've had this conversation with producers. They've sort of tried to talk to me about this. And like, I don't know, there's something kind of unnerving about that as well. Yeah. And and as well for him, I feel like after that conversation and even in, well into today's episode, he felt not himself he felt very mm. uns- unsure of himself he was a mm. little bit kind of meek and and not very confident when he was talking to anyone yeah and I I would imagine that that 
awareness that I've, I've been told about a behavior that I've displayed before. I'm now being told that it's happening again, but I can't seem to figure out how to not feel that way. I can imagine for him as well, that that must be like, I don't know what word you put on it, but like in some ways unnerving to be like, yeah. what am I, why am I, why am I like this? Am I doing this? I didn't think yeah. I was doing this and all those thoughts. And like, yes, like I have openly said on here, I don't like his behavior and I find him very uncomfortable to watch. And I think that he should be taken out of the villa, but also yeah. for him, he seems not in the normal, in his normal energy. And that, yeah. that, that feels wrong for him as well. Yeah. And actually it's, a, it's an interesting in parallel with Jax, really, because Jax had also sort of been warned about his behavior from Paige and from others. And then he was sort of kept repeating those patterns. Yeah. And he sort of could nearly see it in himself. He's like, oh, I'm still doing this. And I don't remember, like, I don't know if he was removed or, or whether he decided to go himself. But it's kind of interesting. And like, in a way, you just feel like saying to Luca, like, I think you'd be better off. Yeah. I, I don't know if, I mean, look, none of us have, well, neither of us have been in that environment. And I'm sure it's like a pressure cooker. And um, and I'm sure it's just everything feels so heightened in there um, yeah. and maybe certain personalities just don't cope as well as others. Yeah. And especially when you're getting towards the final as well, I feel like we as much as we see this effort to kind of plaster over the cracks and we're all yeah. having a good time and it's all lovey dovey. They're probably feeling that in there as well. And this mm-hmm. idea of like, maybe I just don't rock the boat. Maybe I just yeah. try and keep a lid on this from both sides of it. Like, yeah. it feels very weird. And and interestingly, you noted about Jack's, you know, the similarities, there definitely was some. And I think what I found the most interesting about Jack's and his departure was, was this narrative that I'm not, I'm not feeling myself. I don't feel like myself and all this kind of yeah. stuff, like very much. Which was the same that Liam said yes. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but it was this separation. I remember of, Liam, the guy who left? I know, I know. Literally, he's he's doing club appearances now. Like literally, <laughs> how three days in there, you're doing club appearances? Like where we like <laughs> highways of success? Um, but it was this, you know, I, I don't feel like myself. This kind of separation from the behavior that mm. you know, it's that behavior is not me. Mm. Like that isn't, and I think we're kind of similarly seeing that kind of thing with with Luca in the way that he's constantly saying like like kind of detaching from this idea that he's he's protective as you say which is just possessive or or whatever um and it it just it's just no I don't know who is enjoying watching their story you know what I mean like when I was when I didn't like Dami and India being back together I could understand why people still enjoyed them and even still I still have like I'm still tentative but I can see why people enjoy them same with Andrew and Tasha when I didn't like them and I was like oh she's leading them on I'm like but I can kind of see why you'd li- I don't see who and why they would like Luke yeah I just don't see any yeah no I agree I know I agree with you like I suppose with Dami in India it felt like there was always this kind of you know do you know like even the bit where they were running together like to kiss and and like you know when even when they told each other they loved each other I really love the fact that India didn't tell the girls for like a couple of days it felt like yes there was something really private about it that it yeah. felt like it was kind of their moment so it felt like, and I mean, I really didn't like when um, uh, Danny told Summer to shut up. And there was definitely moments where I was like, oh, this behavior is like really toxic. But it always felt like there was kind of like that he kind of redeemed himself. Whereas with Luca, it always feels like he, there's never a moment where he's redeeming himself. It's almost like the producers have decided not to focus on, yeah. on them or he's kind of quiet or there's not as much shown of him. So he doesn't really have those kind of moments where you go oh but he is really sweet and and he you know and they're a really cute couple they kind of seem to bring out and and honestly I think that's 
I, I think that's the thing when you're when you've been in a relationship, right? It's like it doesn't matter how much you like someone. It's whether someone brings the best out in you and whether you bring the best out in someone else. And like I don't think Gemma and Luca bring the best out of each other. I think they actually bring I don't know, kind of it's there's there's kind of an unpleasantness sometimes yeah. when they're when they're talking amongst themselves or talking about the other islanders or you know even today when um Danny and India were named best parents and on the way out Luca was like but in real life you and I would be best parents I was like, Jesus Christ yeah. I mean I'm competitive right so it's a bit like it's really you know pot calling the kettle black here but like I just thought there was something I was like okay they can yeah. have their moments you know, make baby guys let let's just yeah <laughs> let's re-rein it in yeah I yeah I just don't I, I don't I don't get any joy in watching them and I I don't see why you would and I don't mean that as like a very hate I, I'm not I'm not trying to say that as like a super hateful thing to say but just that like they like exactly like you say they don't seem to bring the best out of each other mm-hmm. and it's been a long time since I've seen them be kind of nice and there was definitely yeah. a point in the series where I was like oh, I can't deny that they clearly like each other but now I'm at a point where like yeah they I mean they do like each other but like what does that really look like because now we're kind of seeing it and it's not that pleasant yeah like, yeah and I really like Gemma like, I think she is so oh god god grant me the wisdom of Gemma at 19 <laughs> it's unbelievable like but you know she's she's really got her and it's just that's part of it as well you just you wonder like just because she's been so outspoken and she's been so strong and now it just feels as if and I can totally get that as well like she probably like it was the last week I just don't want to get into this. It's too, yeah. I just don't want the drama. I don't want the the hassle of it. Well, I just, I t- as I said, it, it was just a few things like, you know, he's pushed her twice. It was, I think it was when Adam first came in, he pushed her. And then uh, during the challenge yesterday, he pushed her when he was saying, you know, I expect you to behave like this. And, and then today when she said, as I said, you know, that thing about, oh, you know, it's like, you know, it was totally fine today. And it was like, it never happened. I just thought, oh God, this yeah. is not great. And as well for her, like, she, I mean, she said in her opening int- introduction, she didn't lie that she's very much like an alpha female and she's very yeah. much a person in control. And we've seen that in her relationship. She doesn't bow down when Jack yeah. stepped to her. She absolutely stepped back when Luca steps to her and she, she feels like she's in the right. She is very comfortable fighting her corner. Yeah. What does that look like for her when she comes out and sees the, nar- the narrative and sees the headlines and sees the commentary mm-hmm. and sees the backlash for someone like her, I don't know how you re I don't know how someone like her would react to seeing this like really clear narrative that Luca is not liked and the way yeah. and more importantly the way he treats Gemma is not liked. Yes. I, wonder- I think there's a I think there's a difference between coming out and people being like, he's a dick. Like, you know, if India comes out and people are like, oh no, Dami was uh, just a fucking a fuck boy inside the castle more. I think yeah. there's a difference between that and coming out and be and being told that women's aid and refuge have made state I mean yeah I mean a part of me is also like concerned for Luca coming out to that you know Absolutely. it's like for, for yeah. both of them I think coming out and hearing that will be very confronting yeah um, in different ways and I think you know I hope that they both have kind of very good people around them to sort of help them navigate that yeah and this is kind of where you expect well I personally anyway expect ITV to step in because it's yeah. it's this thing of and we've spoken about that with this a couple of times now in the last couple of episodes and I, I don't mean to repeat myself but this this be kind messaging that yeah. is is weaponized when mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. when we see mostly male islanders come out after behaving badly yeah. and be you know reprimanded by the public some yeah. way way too much and way over the top way beyond the lines of what is acceptable commentary and debate online and then we see this be kind messaging that people are are suffering from the trolling and all that kind of stuff and i totally appreciate that but the intervention needs to be earlier because what you're doing is not only are you putting these mostly women in a situation that is toxic, that the audience yeah. are calling out, but then you are leaving that situ- situation play out. So those women, those women are still in that situation, but also yeah. so that the public anger is building and building and building to the point where, you know, as anyone who has any kind of an interest in this show, that there will be a percentage of that viewership who does yeah. turn toxic and does turn to death threats yeah. and does, and we can like it or not, which most of us don't, but there will be those people. There always will yeah. be, it's a, it's a dark spot on this show, but it always happens. And ITV, yeah. everyone sees this pattern and how ITV can let these stories play out for so long to the point where they know there's going to be that commentary and then come out with their be kind messaging. Yeah. And you cannot play both sides. You have, no, I totally agree. They yeah. have to step in earlier. Like it's, yeah. it's, beyond a problem now it is something that has to change yeah and the thing is is that they, if they have these therapists on call which they do you know they're like they, the island just can talk yeah to someone like it's having i suppose even a therapist talking to them and saying look this behavior is not acceptable you have to sort of be able to learn because i think there's a difference i mean i'm not a, i'm actually not a jealous person but like i have friends who are you know like who will be jealous and i think there's a difference between being like i'm a jealous person or i i get jealous easily and being like i am possessive and i am yes controlling and i am making my jealousy about you and like feeling that you have to change your behavior to I suppose, manage my jealousy. I think that's where the issue is. And and I also think when you're talking about the be kind stuff, right, and I think the idea of trolling has really been weaponized. And if anyone who gets any kind of criticism or, and like a lot of that is legitimate. And I think you have to kind of be able to take, like go, yeah. okay, the, and, and and it's never pleasant. Like, I, I mean, I've never been at the center of like a massive pylon, but like, I'm sure that that is, can be really scary and like really, yeah overwhelming and just this awful feeling but like I suppose you can't use this sort of blanket like be kind and uh, cut off I suppose people's ability to say to call out that behavior yeah like, and say no this is not acceptable because actually it was one of the most helpful things that Love Island has done for all of its issues is like you know I mean Adam Coll- I'm God, anyway like I, mean, I didn't watch it in 2018 so when Adam Collard came back in I was like oh my god he's so cute and then <laughs> my friend was like no this this is the reason why we all know what the term gaslighting means is yes. because of this man so I suppose in a way when that behavior is called out in sort of a grander scheme it is like it can be part of I think a really important conversation and even like you know your podcast with um from Women Say in Ireland like that's really important I think just having that conversation yeah, yeah it's just it's it, it's it's that really thin line isn't it between the show the show causes people to have really important conversations about really important issues that happen in people's lives when they yeah. mightn't even know it and sometimes you need yeah. to have that physical representation in front of you to go oh wait that actually feels or sounds or looks familiar to where I am or where my friend is or where whoever is but 
but ITV, we know that Love Island is not a reality TV. It's not Big Brother. They're not left in there yeah. to fully roam free and be truly real and this human experiment. It is highly controlled and highly yeah. manipulated. And that's the problem. When, yeah. you, when you introduce, you know, 50% manipulation into the show and you say, okay, well, we're happy now setting up this conversation so that Ekin overhears and gets mad at Davide, yeah. then you need to also use that control to yeah. help people who are in bad situations, both the Gemmas and the Lucas of the world. And it's, yeah, that's to me where I find it. And like, I, I do radio bits and TV bits all the time talking about Love Island and I can debate whether it's entertaining or not to the house have come home until it comes to this point, because I mm. cannot defend how no. ITV handles this because it yeah. has been ever present on this series for years now. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. don't believe that there's not a solution. Like I just don't yeah. believe that there's not. And it's yeah. tiring. Like it's just tiring. Yeah. It's just so strange because I really didn't think we'd be talking about it this season again. Yeah. Um, and as you said, like, you know, when, when, when there is that manipulation, but like it's, Sorry, because we are going to get on to the baby challenge. There was just, you know, there was baby tonight. Challenge. Yeah, I like, know. But <laughs> where, like, where was the um, um, headline challenge? Where was the tweets challenge? Like, where were, where were the challenges that were actually creating narrative, that were creating storylines? Rather than, like, uh, I mean, uh, well, though I say that, in fairness, the, the fucking, excuse me, language, the, the air hostess or whatever that was yesterday, that did create, I suppose, a little bit of a story. Jesus. We were wasn't exciting like the dullest challenge ever and I was like oh actually hold on we, yeah, got, we, yeah. we got a whole challenge we got a whole conversation of this I, like I I understand that they again the tweet challenge the head on challenge that they all seem to cut them after duty of care became this big talking point and this idea that you know some challenges probably lead to bigger backlash than others and cause more distress amongst the islanders mm-hmm. again I fully get that don't believe that there's not some middle ground of that challenge yeah. that can yeah. stir up interesting conversations without causing explosive moments that are going to damage people, you yeah. know, while they're in there and when they come out. I just, I but feel also, like Orna, if they're going, they did, they did the movie night thing. So, like, how yes. is that any less damaging yeah. than what, like, the, the tweet challenge or the headline challenge would have been? I honestly, I honestly don't know. Like, I, 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 I feel like they're they are veering on the side of safety in some situations and then in other situations they're like yeah fuck it like let's just yeah. go first and you're like yeah I I'm like dead. I'm like no no I want psychological warfare yeah okay. <laughs> I'm not watching it for to see who's the best mom or dad I'm like I want like chaos. I just but like I do I want good healthy drama of people being like no he's with me no he's with me I want that kind of bickering I want you know fellas who are like yeah he thinks he's all that but he's not all that I want that kind of bickering I don't yeah I don't want like you you know I expect you to behave like this I don't want that shit okay I don't want no don't want it don't want it um I also don't want baby challenges like this again okay like a full episode and not even a peak for tomorrow night. Stop it. It's just, and I always, I mean, they're so young as well, right? But you know, like, obviously when they're having these conversations, you just are like, you know, like you're children yourself. You know, I mean, at least I, maybe that can see and, and, and Davide, but yeah. okay, that, maybe that feels a bit more legitimate. But when Gemma is being asked, you know, when do you want to have kids? Maybe in the next couple of years. I'm like, you are a literal teenager. Yeah. Like, please stop like give the girl a break do you know what I mean she has been through enough give her a break like would you stop with this 
Yeah, I mean, okay, look, let's dive into the series of events. We picked up at nighttime. It was the dumping. Oh my God, sorry. I totally forgot about the dumping. Orla, um, why did they make this a cliffhanger? So like- It was why, so obviously it was so, going to be Jamie and Lita. Oh my God, it was so obvious. And more fool me because there was a moment in my slumber last night where I was like, I let myself believe that maybe- maybe Adam and Paige would be dumped. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe they left us with a cliffhanger for a legitimate reason. Nope, they just they just did it for shits and giggles. Um, I, I think that I think if Danica had hooked up with Deji, I actually think that they might have had a good shot. Yeah. But you know, when she's like, oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm leaving with a guy that I feel like I have a real connection with. And his face just looked like, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. literally left his club during pre-training he's pissed them off all the fans are outraged mm. and he's leaving now knowing that like yeah I can actually go straight back in but like how do I broach that top that literally <laughs> someone leaving and like calling their ex-girlfriend and being like hi yeah I'm just out at Love Island um like you can't do it like you're done like I'm really interested to see what happens there to be honest as well it's like Ted Lasso wasn't there a Jane? Me and Ted Lasso was also on like some sort of like basically like a Love Island ripoff. Do you think it was all set up? Do you think this is like some kind of deep rooted (laughs) advertisement for Ted Lasso season three or whatever? (laughs) Imagine. Um, So we picked up, it was the bottom couples. It was Adam Page, Demi in India and Danica and Jamie. The couple dumped was Jamie and Danica. Um, And and Danica had to leave in those very unfortunate pink trousers. I was like, "Mm, sorry. Those are not what what I would want for like my you know farewell interview truly they I feel like as I get older and people get younger and fashion changes from what I thought was cool I feel like what my grasp of what is in trend is things they find new places to cut out material you know like <laughs> just anywhere new that they can be like yeah we can lose a scrap there that'll be yeah. that'll, that's cool we'll take it from there yeah. Like first it was the crop tops and then they were like, we're coming for it all. We're just coming for it all. And now I'm like, I can't with this. I just, just give me my leggings and my jumpers and I'm fine. (laughs) I just can't. Um, India's, I thought a couple of points of note tonight where we had some India reactions that I thought were interesting. India's Mm. face looked very surprised at this result. Um, Kind of like that, kind of like a what? Do you know what I mean? Like not, not like a... (gasps) I'm trying to de- I'm trying to demonstrate with audible noises, but yeah, like more like a what? Do you know? Yeah, I think she was surprised. It's interesting because you know when she was talking to um, Dami later, and she was saying, "Oh, you know, I wonder why we were in the bottom," and I wondered did a part of her want to like kind of go, "Well, I've never been in the bottom," like it was yeah. all, you know, because he has been in the bottom like where by himself. Yeah, it's and not she me. has never been in the bottom by herself. So I I wondered was there a part of her being like. Please acknowledge yeah. that this is your fault. <laughs> Do you think that's why he picked up so much of the parenting duties? He was like, I've got to He was very good. I've got he was it. very, very good. Yeah. He was, no, he was good. Um, Danica's getting very emotional. Everyone's getting really yeah. upset. Um, and it's very clear from this exit that this is probably one of the saddest exits I feel like we've seen. Yeah. She mm-hmm. seems really well liked. Like yeah. and like we like I knew she wasn't unpopular, but I think her exit you could see that she was really really well liked in there, um, 
Adam is kind of joking with Jamie that he can be back out for preseason. Danica is reminiscing that it'll be the last time she'll see the fire pit. India's crying in the beach and she's saying like, I just didn't expect it. Like waking up in the morning and just not having her there. She's one of my best friends in here. And obviously the Powerpuff Girls are now totally disbanded. Summer and I know. And they were a lovely trio. Feel like, do you feel like in other seasons I felt like there was more dramatic dumpings and exits and like, whereas this time, like the only other person that I can think of that maybe made that kind of impact when they were leaving was Amber. Yeah. You know, because I think the OGs have felt, and you've said that, like you've referenced that before, but the OGs have always, have felt really safe. They've been so really there hasn't been in. this kind of sense of danger or, yeah. oh my God, is there a risk of this person going? And it, it has felt a little bit more managed. So actually to, tonight with Danica, I was like, oh, that's actually the first time where it feels like they're all really sad. And I think that's unusual with only like, it's less than a week now. Yeah. And do you know what we actually haven't gotten at all? And, and, you know, the, the systems for how we've dumped this year has been totally different. We've, in fairness, we've had a lot more public votes, mm. uh, public vote dumpings this year than we we had last year. Very, very few last year. Um, and not just public vote dumpings, but the the dumpings actually went with the public vote entirely. There was no mm. by the Islanders. But what we haven't seen is the couples voting amongst amongst just the couples like we've seen all of the islanders congregate and discuss it but we've never actually seen just the ones where the couples go off and they text in their votes and they're like yeah that's who we're voting for we've not seen that at all this year not once which no is really and i wonder allows you... them to feel a little bit more like yeah let's fucking get them out now come on let's yeah and i, and I wonder are they going to do you know where they have that vote where they say who which couples are the most compatible because I feel like that's really going, because I think Gemma and Luca and Ekin and Davida will be in trouble with that. Because I think that is the, they're the ones that people will say, I'm not sure if they're as compatible maybe as, yeah. as some of you. I also, I also love that challenge and I think it's too late for us to get it now, but where the couples have to rank rank the couples based on you know like that who's the most compatible couples and they have to pick first second and third as per the audience vote and again I think that's a yeah. really good challenge for introducing a little bit of doubt as to what the narrative outside the villa is yeah and forcing them to kind of speak up and be like no actually I do think that we're we're the most compatible yeah or we're the best looking couple or whatever yeah. oh my god yes the best looking couple so good Jesus I mean it's funny because I think like my favorite couple is obviously Ekansu and uh, Davide. Like yeah. Richard is like concerned about how much I love Ekansu. Like uh, you no, know, Louise, I am so there with that. <laughs> I adore her. Like yeah, like and the other day, which I was kind of a bit with Adam, going, hey, I don't mind him. And then when he made that comment about Ekansu punching, I was so angry, like yeah. so angry. And we were sitting on the couch. And I was like, how? dare he say how and Richard said okay you need to calm down like you just need to this obsession with her has gone too far no I okay but like I think so she so she and to be there are my favorites and I want them to win and I think that they're like I think they're very like I think they get on so well and they really seem to enjoy each other I don't see I like the sexual I don't know look it's it's kind of like weirdly because like I much, I mean, Ekin and Anthony are way more entertaining than I say, Atasha and Andrew. But like, they're just like, you can just tell. Yeah. He's constantly kind of trying to touch her. And like, you know, they're just all, they feel really kind of connected. And um, yeah. so I think probably like compa- compatibility wise, I think um, probably Tasha and Andrew and uh, uh, Dan, I was going to say, I was going to say Tammy and Tisha. 
<laughs> Dami and India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think those ones, I think, are pro- those two couples, I think, are probably like the most compatible. But yeah, Ekin and Dami for the win. Yeah, I feel, I actually feel quite same. I feel like Tasha and Andrew and Dami and India are clearly, they, they feel the most naturally in sync with each other. And yeah. Like very, it feels very equal. Like it, they feel very much like a team like really nice there's a really nice sexual energy there there's a really nice flirtation there but there's there's real care there and yeah but whereas with Ekansu and Davide it's more the entertainment factor and them kind of looking at each other and yeah and I find it really really like shocking that two people who are so divine are like not like mounting each other like I'm just like yeah I I think honestly I think he wouldn't I think he wouldn't give her the subtle like I think he do you know, even when she's like, do you think I'll be a good mom? He's like, oh, he just, he just cannot bring himself to give her a compliment. So I yeah. think it's almost like if she thinks I fancy her, I, I won't, it should just, should be too much to do with. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he kind of can't, he can't bring himself almost to like give her a compliment or to um you know I don't know kind of give her an ego booster like you know yeah, just yeah. like anything like that so oh, maybe that's maybe that's playing into or I don't know a part of me thinks I don't think he would be capable of fancying anyone as much as he and I, I love him I'm saying this with love no I know what you but mean. I do think yeah the most attractive person that he's ever seen in his life is Davide yeah he's like, <laughs> like no co- one else will ever come close no pure like absolutely he looks in the mirror and he's like what a code of meat like he's just like this is it yeah. <laughs> like I just yeah I agree I just and he is one person I feel like the growth from Davide that we have seen in the last like week, his, he's always been funny, right? And he's always given us these one-liners and all this kind of stuff. And we've had moment after moment that's kind of, you know, caused these clips to go viral and all this kind of stuff. And like, obviously there was liar actress and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And, you know, that's my line, Tasha and all that kind of stuff. But we've, we've seen him loosen out in the last couple of weeks and to the point where he's just having a goof and he's such a different person to what we were introduced to and what I thought he was going to be and I feel like his Mm. his growth in verticamas that word that they love on Love Island but Davide's growth on this show has been beyond what I expected like I I never would have thought in the first week that we would be saying Davide for the win now it is it is absolutely on the the shoulders of Ek and Zoo but the fact that I'm happy to let him be the one who who takes the win with her, I would have <laughs> ever thought. Ever. Yeah. Just like such a different person. Yeah. Yeah. But they're just, yeah, another guy. She is like even tonight when they were doing this, like a conga line or they were doing something. And you could just see, like, you know, she she knows where all the cameras are. And she was kind of like really like posing for the cameras. And then when she was singing Twinkle Twinkle oh, Little Star, stop, I it can't. was like it was like an X Factor audition. Do you know she's like, just please wait, Simon. I'm just, I've got to, I've got to prepare. Like you're like, oh my god, she, she, she's amazing though. Like even when like she has to present. It. I mean, you said this already, but it's like she, I hope, will have such a huge career. Like kind of like an yeah. Alison Hammond type. You know the way like she is like just no one even really on. remembers that she was on Big Brother. Like she has just kind of like created yeah. this incredible career for herself. Just like on the basis of like having an amazing personality yeah um, and I think with 
back in like she just yeah she would just be she'll be brilliant I'm so excited for her I know me too I want to go to like her first meet and greet I'll be like yeah. <laughs> I love you so much um Danica look before her last before her last goodbye Danica made an exit she absolutely yeah. owned own, like that is that is absolutely me leaving some kind of event at like three o'clock in the morning when I've had way too much to drink and I really <laughs> that my present is going to be missed and everyone's like or oh, I'll just go home and I'm just like yeah bye bye bye, bye. <laughs> like whatever the opposite of an Irish goodbye is that's what that was that is what that was like take your moment it's just yeah. <laughs> absolutely um Dami is saying that he he seems like she's found someone that she can be herself with which is really exciting Danica is saying that the girls are her besties for life. It's been the most surreal experience and she is so excited to be leaving the villa with Jamie. Uh, Jamie is saying that like her, his journey has been a lot shorter than Danica's, but he came in for a real connection and he's found it. She is saying, I'm really happy to have found what I was here for. I'm with Jamie and I'm excited to go out and see what happens next. Um, Again, his face did not look no. any way. He looked terrified. Yeah. We had- have put that look at his face. Yeah, I think he's just afraid of going back to his club, being like, sorry, mm-hmm. guys, sorry, guys. Um, everyone's having a bit of a debrief afterwards, and India saying, Danica was my girl. It's obviously so, so shitty, but I'm just so proud of her. Gemma was like, that was the best exit ever, and she had the best entrance ever. Ekin is saying, I want a man who's obsessed with me. She always said, I want a man who's obsessed with me, and we should never settle for anything less. Um, India's in the beach at saying, there's only five couples left. You can feel the silence, and it's just the strong couples now, and look how strong we've all become. And you definitely, it's definitely that point of the season where all of a sudden there's a very manageable number of people in there and you're like, oh mm-hmm. Jesus, there's space and there's empty mm-hmm. beds and all this stuff. Um, India and Dami are having a chat and Dami is saying, I do hope it works out for Danica and Jamie outside. India saying, I couldn't uh, have an idea why we were up there. I don't, oh yeah, this is it. She said, I don't have an idea why we were up there. I don't know. Yeah. And in the beach, she's just saying that she's really grateful. But if we did go home, I'd be really happy. I found what I'm here for. And do you know what? Yeah. I think, I think they would be. I think they would be mm-hmm. sad to leave the crack. But I think they'd be like, do you know what? Let's not, like beggars can't be choosers. We are leaving with exactly yeah. what we want. All we're giving up is a couple of days. Like, yeah, but I hope that I hope they're in the final. I think like, they I do I think, think they deserve to be in the final, you know? Yeah, I think I think they absolutely deserve to be there. I think they will be there. And, I, and again, and on a very cynical level, I think ITV will very much want them there for mm-hmm. the diversity of what that will look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. like, that yeah. shouldn't be the reason they're there because I think... I mean, you're telling me that Paige and Adam and Luke and Gemma deserve a spot over Danny yeah. and yeah, like absolutely not. Yeah. Come on, absolutely yeah. not. Um, Davide and Ekin are having a chat and Davide is saying it's really nice that they were in the top three tonight. Uh, he's saying it's not nice to see Danica leave. And actually Davide says it's quite a few times that you'll really miss Danica and really sad to see her go. And it, they, those aren't really, obviously they way back when shifted at one point. Do you remember that? When oh Davide my God, was- I told you forgot that. He absolutely loved the guy. Can I just say, it. I know this is such a, this is a really mean thing to say. He doesn't look like a good kisser. I just, no. you know, have you seen that? It's like, and, and actually, maybe when he calms down a bit, but the first kiss is always, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like you know when you're like thirteen or fourteen and at a disco and it's like your first shift and it's just like a lot of tongue. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it looks like to me. Is that that's a really probably. A really 
No, I just say I'm sure he won't listen to this podcast. I'm no. sure he doesn't care. Maybe. Oh my maybe god, Louise, no. Manifesting yeah. <laughs> absolutely gonna listen back to all these episodes when he comes out. <laughs> um I no, I totally agree. I feel like there are some people who look like really good kissers on there. Like you'll mm-hmm. watch like Dammy and India when they kiss, I'm like, that looks like a really nice kiss. That looks yeah. like a really yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. time for both of you. I'm so happy. And then Davide I feel like Davide just like pecks in and out of it like he he wants it to be over nice and quick and Ekin tries to linger and especially at a recoupling or something when they have like a quick he, yeah it, it never seems very natural and like relaxed you know yeah see that's what I'm talking about with the kids actually like I think that like I think they get on really well and I think there's a they, they understand each other and I also think there's sort of this awareness of their the other's behavior and they kind of know how to talk the other one down a bit you know yeah. and I think they really like each other I just don't but then look you know like what, what can you tell just from watching it and, and you know we're we're seeing a very highly edited yeah. version as well yeah but it's funny it's just I just don't see that kind of like and I think she seems like someone who would need that I mean everyone is really but not everyone but like I suppose you know a lot of people are that's kind of an important thing but like yeah I don't know I don't I see, know I, I see problems ahead yeah, I, I I cannot predict where they will go after this after this mm. mad old journey. I don't I honestly don't know, but well, they're going to have babies, Orla, and they're oh, going yeah. to put Sorry. a lot of makeup on them. And Sorry, their children are going to very, very strange if that doll was like bizarre. I was like, these are very good looking people. I don't think their baby would look like that. No, bizarre, bizarre. Um let's just skip through there's nothing really sorry no 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 I'm literally just like it's such a boring episode I love the way we're like going off on tangents no but I'm like I'm like this is boring so let's just leave that uh it's bedtime the lads are still discussing the fact that their energy is now gone because Janique is gone um Tasha and Andrew are having a chat before bed and she is saying I couldn't be happier than I am right now and Andrew is saying I'm literally so in love with you um oh I know I I honestly that's funny because I found them like Oh, I don't know, a bit, a, a little bit, a bit annoying. No, not even annoying, yeah. actually. I find them very dull. Even, even in the height of all the, I sucked your tit or whatever, I was oh, still Louise, like... Stop. You, can't, you can't just spit it out. You need to warn people. You can't just spit I'm it out. Sorry. But even in the middle of all that, I was like, oh my God. Like, I always noticed that whenever they were on screen, I was like on my phone, you know? I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh God, okay, I've got five minutes there to just kind of like <laughs> check an email here. Whereas I think I have found there's been less, they've been given a slightly less camera time and it's actually made like me like them so much more. Yeah. And I think there's something really endearing. They're, they both seem like very sincere people in that they're always kind of really happy for everyone else and sort of quite caring towards and And you never really see, you know, the way sometimes like, I, I thought maybe at one point that Gem and Paige were kind of giving each other a look about Ekin or like you really never see Paige or Andrew kind of getting in, involved in that as much. No. You know, they're kind of no. quite, they seem quite, I don't know, they just see. And then when, oh God, when he was talking to the baby and he was telling the baby, um, oh. I actually nearly started crying. I know. I really about like Tasha's superpower and you know her her implant. I was like, why do I feel like I'm gonna cry? No, it's like, genuinely or that. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to cry. No, I had to repeatedly remind myself that these were lumps of rubber. I was like, or like yeah. pull yourself together, like stop it. No, I fully agree. I feel like they are uneventful in that they're not giving these big kind of moments of you know energy, whether it be bad or good, but they're very 
they're nor they're a normal functioning couple yeah. and we yeah. don't see it a lot and I think yeah. because in previous series we've had these couples we've had our kind of Jack and Danny's and we've had these kind of classic couples that you're like ah they're stable out and we can kind of rely on them but I think because Andrew and Tasha had that rocky road for so long and there was kind of mixed feelings about the pair then we didn't like her we didn't like him we didn't like her we didn't like him and now we've got to a point where it's like oh no they're they're the couple that we can kind of rely on to be really steady and and we didn't see it coming at all and now they're just you can I think you can really see a future for the two of them I, just, I would agree I would agree like when he says you know I'm so in love with you I'm like yeah no I totally believe you I yeah. totally believe you and I think even like with the movie night um uh you know when when they were kind of show back and the way like how mature they were with handling that I thought yeah I, I think you've got a kind of a solid basis now where you've so as you said had those kind of bumps and bit and like in fairness as well like they were put together by the public yeah so I can understand her thinking oh god I don't want to I don't want to like rush into this or I don't want to just kind of coast along or like maybe there is someone else better for me and like I I, I should kind of be able to test that out and I think the double standard really which with which she was held to yeah was so indicative I think I mean all of the, well not all of them but like there the madonna whore complex that has kind of been going on inside there has yeah. been very intense and i think the way in which they've spoken the way in which they speak about like the way in which they were speaking about tasha the way in which they still continue to speak about um ekin and how different that is to the way they speak about Paige and this kind of like wifey material wifey. Like, yeah you know she's a wife in the streets and a fr- i just find it like as i said it's just it's it's very kind of I don't know just very strict ideas of like how women are supposed to behave and and how women that you like you know the, the women you bring home to your mother and like you know and then that, that there's women that are disposable and there's women that like you know you're like oh yeah they're white and I, I just find it really yeah. gross and it's so it seems to be really in kind of lines of like female sexuality and and how sexual the girls are and I don't know I just it, it has been really distasteful actually um a lot of times um so yeah I don't know I just think that like the the way in which Tasha was sort of reprimanded um but not just on uh, online you know in the outside world but also I think within the villa um kind of this like enforcing of gender stereotypes and you should yeah. be behaving this way I don't know it just felt a bit it just felt a bit gross yeah no I I totally agree and I feel like nobody was held to Mm-hmm. the level of criticism that she was I feel like she and it was it was non-stop for a fairly long period yeah. of time there where it was just constant she got no break any get any space that they found that they could kind of throw a jab they did there was never mm-hmm. a conscious effort to try and understand where she was coming from or you know the worry only started afterwards when she'd be crying and then it would be a pol- and I just that to me was yeah. the point where I was like I will never be able to forget like this and I think snog Mary pie this year was probably one of the biggest turning points this season in that I just I after that I was like people like Luca just need to be removed like yeah. it just needs to be I just feel like at that point yeah. it is yeah. so clear as day that this is like bullying yeah. and this yeah. is and you're basing it on one thing. This girl did nothing but play the game that everyone else played. But why yeah. is, and, and even at one point you had the series, was it Dami or, or Andrew said, you know, the girls have one set of rules and the boys have another. And it was like, it yeah. was literally a breathtaking moment because it was like how yeah. you can think 
that the girls yeah. are getting away scot-free while you guys are being you know reprimanded for all I was like shook that they had that idea of what was going on like just I know. wild like wild I know and also it's, it's interesting to kind of watch the way you know they were like oh why why is Tasha getting upset, you know, when she was in the, the bottom two? And, oh, you know, why is she crying? Why is she being so emotional? And it's kind of like, but they don't seem to see, like, when Luke is getting really pissed off or when Luke is getting really annoyed about, like, Gemma, um, you know, and this stupid challenge of being like, oh, you were giving it more than any of the other girls. I was like, yeah. Were, were you watching a different dance than the and rest la- of And us? last week he was shouting at Tasha, it's just a game, it's just a challenge. Yeah. Exactly. But again, I think it speaks to the way like guys think that like anger is not an emotion. Do you know what I mean? That they're like, oh, women are really emotional. They're always like crying and stuff. But like when they're raging, that's like not, they don't see that as kind of being emotional in the same way. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we've gotten so sidetracked on it. Okay, I know. Well, we're back to the babies. We're back. The, oh yeah, the, the babies. babies. The babies. Next morning, the babies are there. Right? They're gonna haunt your dreams tonight. Everyone, yeah. everyone yeah. is like, I literally hear them in their sleep. Everyone is hearing the babies. They're figuring out where they are. Um, the girls are always, as every year, not happy with the noise. Um, I would be exactly the same. I'd be like, Yeah, too damn early for this. Um, Dami is immediately attaching to the baby. Uh, he is saying that his experience in here has gotten better already. India is saying that she thinks maybe her baby has gotten her musical ear. Obviously, she's a recorder <laughs> player. Uh, as proven. Yeah, truly. Uh, Luca is saying that he didn't think he'd be a good dad, but he but being here for eight weeks, taking care of Gemma, I think I've got it. Oh, like... Look, what I don't, the fuck was that? Like, I don't, I don't want to linger on every, like, joke, because some things are just jokes and messy. No, I... But it, I know, some, I know. Sometimes it just stacks up and it just paints a picture. And this painted a picture. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And I suppose I know, right, that like Gemma prefers when he's like that. Like she prefers when there's like little digs and she prefers when yeah. there's kind of banter and she prefers when there's like teasing rather than overly needy or overly possessive or so like I think she would she'd enjoy that definitely would enjoy that more but it just yeah. feels like you oh it reminds me of this guy that I was dating before and I I'm, I can't remember what it was we were talking about parking and I was like I'm a really good parallel parker and he was like you just don't strike me as someone who'd be good at parking you just seem like someone who'd be a really bad driver and I just remember thinking why you know it's just this kind of like Negging, nothing to go on like, yeah 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 exactly but it's also like this kind of like they're trying to put you down in a way that like is supposed to be flirting like yeah okay no and it's also so i'm annoying. not here for this so like yeah if you get, if you get upset about it yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's just it's just driving relax and you're like yeah. yeah but it's annoying like shut up like just stop um they are naming their babies we're gonna just run through the names um yeah because nothing will ever be cashews so which one was that was that, that was kim and amber's year and chris oh I, I didn't i haven't seen that one. Oh, chris hughes and olivia atwood called their baby cash and chris's second name is hughes so it was cash hughes <laughs> oh truly a golden moment um dami and india named their baby sienna Tasha and Andrew named their baby Leo LePage because that's his second name. Luca and Gemma named their child Raj. Um, D- 
Davide and Ekin named theirs Irene because Irene, yeah. it is Turkish and Italian, which I thought was like that was like a cute little real life. It was cute. Yeah. <laughs> Nod to both our both our heritages. Um Paige and Adam name their child Sage. We won't nothing judge. kind of like you know nothing funny. No. No, um, you you could put any except for Raj. Raj, yeah. Baby, you could put any of those babies. You could put any of those babies into nursery now, and there'd be like, yeah, oh Sage C and Sage D, you know that kind of way. Like they'd, they'd have to like, oh, take their surnames. As well. God, what happened to the days of four Kiras? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all, Sage C and Z. Um, everyone's going around introducing their babies to each other. They're talking about having play dates and mothers' meetings and all this kind of stuff. And naturally, we're getting all these chats about like, oh, I could see myself being a dad, you know, like I could see myself being a mom. Like this is showing me that I really want to be a parent. And like, I'm sure I'm not a parent, right? But I am sure there are parents watching this with a child maybe of a similar age going, you fucking mm. dickheads. Like, just mm-hmm. stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it right now. And I always find it really funny because like, I mean, I'm at the 37 now. And so like a few of my friends have, have babies and other friends are like, oh, you know, do we want to have children? Do we not want to have children? It's like this big kind of, at this age, it sort of becomes like sort of like yeah, yeah, part yeah. of conversation. And it's really funny how much like thought you give it. Like genuinely, you're like, do I want this? Is this something that like I'm able to do, you know, emotionally, financially, like all of these things. And then it's just really funny watching a group of like 22 year olds be like, yeah, I think I would have four. Yeah. <laughs> like, Okay, okay, come back to me in 15 years' time and we will have this conversation again and we'll see where you're at then, you know? Truly come back to me in 15 days' time and tell me if you <laughs> yeah. want to have babies with the man or a different woman that comes <sighs> next to it because a lot's going to change. I know. Like, a lot is going to change. Um, Gemma and Ekin are having a bit of a chat and Ekin is saying that so far, so good, things are good. Uh, and then she's like, do you want to have kids? Gemma's saying thumbs up. Um there's nothing really happening to be honest uh they're all just like soothing their makeup on the bed oh no wait sorry the girls go out for lunch isn't it yeah we get i'm just trying to see is there anything else before that um oh davide and ekin had a cute moment where davide saying you know we should put sunscreen on the baby because the sun is oh that was very hot today and uh ekin helps and when davide brings the baby over to the gym just like very sweet moments. Davide, I while De- Dami definitely did the most, Davide gave the most. You know what I mean? Yeah, he exactly. Davide was the most entertaining. Though, though I will say with Dami, he's very good in the beach. Like he's very good in a way. Like because I find pages stop like pieces to camera in the um, in the beach up very annoying because yeah. I think it's very cutesy and it's very. Like yeah, a character. And look, I'm sure yeah. if I was doing it, I would be equally, I would be equally as irritating, you know. But I think like some of them are good, and like Dami and actually India as well are very good at like seeming natural and kind of having funny one-liners. Uh, whereas uh, Davide and more sort of just in his general going around the place is kind yeah. of giving a lot, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, he is just enjoying kind of putting sunscreen on him. And <laughs> um, Davide is saying in the beach that, you know, uh, Arena is doing great. We'll do some activities later. Ekin is saying, maybe you'll go to the gym. And he said, yes, I want to have a healthy baby. And all that <laughs> stuff. And I'm, I'm like, look, he knows what he likes, you know. Um, Ekin gets the text. It is going to be a mum's day out. Um, Adam is joking with the baby that we don't need them anyway. Dami is saying, we're going to miss mum. 
uh Gemma is saying to Luca why are you shaking your head and Luca's saying why do you get to go out um Davide is then as there you go Gemma yeah, there's just, a flash to your future I don't want to linger on it you, are you gonna wear that I don't want to linger on everything too much right but like fucking I know, hell I know we're being awful but he do, he doesn't do himself awful. any favors at any point he there's sometimes there is an open goal take mm. the goal take, <laughs> I beg of you to take the fucking goal he never takes it and it's exhausting um the girls are heading out and um Dami or Davide is taking Arena to the gym and he's showing her all the equipment and it's quite funny and all the boys are kind of scattered around the villa just talking to their babies um Dami is singing to Sienna after the girls leave Andrew is chatting to baby Leo about yeah. Tasha's uh, about him having Tasha's eyes and eat and nose um, and then he is telling Leo about her superpower and bringing her to the fire pit and telling the baby how brave Tasha is. Now, th- look, the, the real me would say, cop yourself on, it's a baby born. But I get to a point with, in this show where I'm like, oh, he's so proud of her. And like, it was nice to see. I know. Him. Someone sent me um, a screenshot of a tweet um, and they were saying something about like on Reddit that like that apparently Andrew always sits on the side like on on Natasha's side and um, that has you know that has her implant so that she can hear him better and like I mean I'm I'm like I'm not sure if that's true oh, but when yeah. I read it I was like oh god I've just really really warmed the two of them I just have it's just funny and as yeah. you said it's that kind of narrative arc which is so interesting with the couples that like yeah. people that start really strong can sometimes kind of falter but there's something about the two of them now together where you're just like they they seem really happy and they just yeah. seem like they're kind of actually you know what they seem like they're bringing out the best of each other which is yeah. kind of you know what we touched on um earlier that they yeah. just seem sort of I don't know delighted with life delighted with being in the villa delighted yeah. that they've met each other um and um yeah I don't know I just I find them really sweet that's so interesting actually about that idea because that's a conversation that we we've seen we've seen glimpses of that conversation about you know her experience with deafness and her implant and what that means and all this kind of stuff but we've not seen like a really in-depth conversation about it um she's not at all been you know secretive with that information she led on the first episode telling people about about uh, her superpower and all that, what that meant for her and all that kind of stuff and I, I kind of wish that we had seen that conversation, mm. not not for the information side of it, although that would also be beneficial because some of the statements that her family has put out about her experience yeah. of learning to communicate have been really eye-opening for me as someone who was, and still is definitely in ways, very ignorant to what the real life experience is for her and for her, her loved ones. But to see that conversation, I feel like would have been a really healthy thing to show on a show like this. And also for them, I can it's definitely not the same, but I, like I always talk about this with like my gay friends and and just friends in general about you know when you're when you're gay and you go you go on dates it's oftentimes in the very first few dates you have a very emotional conversation about like your coming out story and it's a very like emotive conversation where you're telling people a very important part of your life and what that experience was like whereas you know in hetero couples you don't really have to have those really for you know formative Mm -hmm. conversations with people at a very early stage and it does Mm -hmm. kind of open up like a more emotional connection and look that's my experience it's the experience of many of my gay friends it's not for everybody but I imagine in ways it would be similar in that conversation like you kind of it's something that you kind of want to address early on and 
it's a very yeah. personal thing and sharing that information and kind of making yourself vulnerable in that way to to discuss something so personal it would yeah. have been nice to see that for them because she referenced that at a time that she had shared more with him than she had ever shared with people talking about her experience and all this kind of stuff and I kind of wish we had seen moments of that yeah. you know yeah and it's funny because like you know often when we talk about people's stories like it feels a bit x-factor do you know the way there was kind of a period in x-factor where yeah like you know it was almost like you kind of have to have, have you know a grandmother who was dying yeah some kind of trauma that you kind could... of feel like you were gonna yeah exactly like as if you want to get through to the next rank but I saw um a tiktok that Tasha had done sort of talking about like her experience and sort of you know all the way up sort of um, through her teenage years and, and when she went to college and the impact that, you know, I suppose her, um, her deafness had on her uh, mental health. And, and, and I suppose, I just, it was inc- like, it was really, really impressive. You know, I mean, I, I watched it and I was like, wow, like you are kind of, like, you are pretty incredible. Like, you know, yeah. I think that like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I just make too much of a big thing of it either. Maybe she didn't want to do that. But it just, when I was, when she was just sort of relaying her story in like very simple terms, I was like, well, you've been through a lot actually. Um, and yeah. the way in which you've handled it has been amazing. And like it sounds like, her, you know, her family are really supportive. And, but yeah, I think it would have been interesting, I think, to have had, as you said, just have seen a little bit of that um, and to see us with maybe a bit of that like vulnerability. Um, and I, I suppose, the thing is, is that I think we all know that if that had been Gemma and Luca, that we would have seen that, you know, that I think that, that, yeah. that they were very much set up from the beginning to make them the winning couple. Yeah. And like, you know, in fairness, like I think at the beginning it was very easy to sort of dismiss Gemma and say, oh, well, the only reason why ITV are setting her up to be the winner is because they want Michael Owen to come in for, you know, Parents Day or whatever was actually as it went on I was like oh, no actually she is a great character like you know yeah. even if she didn't have a, a famous parent she would be a great character inside there and with the white partner I think absolutely could have been top three yeah and maybe she still will but it just doesn't feel maybe as earned yeah. in the same way that like Itashin and Andrew does at this point now yeah for sure for sure and and any kind of top four placing that they might get will very much be based on her work and I mm. I just don't think I just yeah like you say like have they earned it I don't know like I mm. just think there has been so many difficult moments in the last few weeks whereas with Andrew and Tasha I feel like we've all kind of actually assessed the judgments that we made about them earlier on and been like actually yeah. like really what did she do and like really what did he do and did they not fully discuss yeah. it and did he not really try and make amends and did she not and like all these things that you would only ask for like we would sit there and say he needs to apologize then he would and you're like oh he did and it was really yeah. okay he apologized and, <laughs> yeah but she they just displayed to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. they just displayed I think this level of like emotional maturity that felt like, like I don't know very <laughs> just Yes, it felt like kind of solace after everything else. You were like, oh, this is very soothing. And also, you know, I don't know, that kind of like development and resolution, I think, particularly coming, you know, like the drama is fun in the beginning and then coming towards the end, you're like, yes, this is what we want, is that kind of sense of like a resolution. And also, this is so funny, I feel like I judge like how much or how little at this point I like the Islanders 
by how they respond to Ekin. Like, it's just, she is... I, dude, I literally said this yesterday. My star. Oh my God, I literally said this yesterday. I was like, I... I will get upset when people are like questioning her integrity or whatever. I'm like, no, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. And like, it fully affects how I see them. Like, I'm so, so biased about Ekansu. It's beyond. ridiculous. Like, I have no problems with Adam. I mean, I because I hadn't seen the 2018 series. Yeah. So I like had no idea. You know, I, I, had, I was like, oh, he seems nice. And he seems like he's kind of, you know, he seems like he's on the page. And then as soon as he made that punching moment, I was like, you are dead to me. Like you are, I was enraged. I was so angry. I was like, she is beautiful. No, you don't get to. And she is amazing. And she is, and then like, and I, I really liked Gemma all along. And then Gemma was kind of like slightly rolling her eyes at Eck. And I was like, don't you even. I never forget. Start. I never forget <laughs> so the I just, day. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't be, I can't be objective with this. No, I'm the same. And I, I remember there was a day, I think it was after the boys went to the spa. I think it was after that visit and they came back. No, it was, it was Ekin and Ekin was out. So she must've been on a date. She must've been on her and Davide's date or something, or she was on some date. And she came back and Andrew came up and was like, missed you Ekin. And they gave, and he gave her a hug. And I remember being like, oh, Andrew. And I, I knew that like, like in the Grinch, like his little heart started beating again. I was like, oh, Andrew, <laughs> you were just so nice to Ekin. Oh, I, I feel warmth towards you again. Like I am fully, I fully am the same. Um, the girls are heading off on their day out. They've got a little luncheon uh, and they're doing the slow-mo walk. Ekin, adorable oh falls, guys. Yes, I'm going to mention it. It was just, oh, I mean- it- it was perfect it was glorious it was slapstick it yeah. was this sort of screwball heroines of like 1940s you know she's just, We're just she is a hero she's a heroine anyone who's not on the Ekansu bandwagon maybe maybe this episode's <laughs> not for you um it reminded me as well of do you remember Maura when she went on her date with Curtis and she fell in the field as well and it like literally had such instant flashbacks of that like just two yeah. iconic queens that Love Island has blessed me with and it's like Ekin just yeah. welcomes club um they, she is saying fuck the men it's all about us today Paige is saying cheers to us yummy mummies uh leaving the boys at home to do the work and we're gonna have a great brunch oh Look, okay, yeah. we let actually let's get through this and we'll t- we'll touch on it then in a second. India is saying I have a lot of confidence in Dami and Harry's handling the baby. Uh, Ek and Sue is saying, does it make you fancy him more? And she's saying, I know if I was to have a child, I could leave it with Dami and he'd be okay. And that <laughs> okay. like he'd be okay, like not excelling, not like not being great, but he'd be okay. Uh, Tasha is saying that she has never had a motherly thing in her, thinking that she's wants she wants to have kids, but in the future I could see it with Andrew. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Uh, Gemma's saying I could see it with Luca I could see him being a good dad he would lean in more than I would um, and I could see that I could see Paige being very much like a kind of a like you do all the you do all the lovey-dovey stuff I'll just do all the kind of facilitating uh, Paige is saying Adam is a cutie with the baby and Ekin is saying I think I'm ready guys Davide is 100% ready he doesn't uh, he doesn't need to say it I just know it uh, they're all saying that Dami is the best dad and India is saying he's just been so hands-on and he gets stuck in straight away. The babies arrived mere hours ago and they are yeah. toys, okay? So just... Yeah. Did you think, can I ask you a question? Did you think they were trying to set up, and I think he touched on this yesterday, they kept kind of flashing to Paige and I 
yeah. couldn't figure out. I've seen some of this. I've seen some of this chatter online. I haven't picked up on this now. I have to say. So like, I like, but I've seen some of the chatter online that like Paige really fancies Dami, um, and that uh, and that they were trying to sort of like. I thought when when India was talking, they kept kind of flashing to Paige, and I couldn't figure out. I was like, are they trying to create some sort of narrative here? Or are they trying to hint at something? And I was just wondering if if you thought the same, or if it was just me. Yeah, I. I don't know what they're hinting at with Paige, but they are definitely nudging towards this idea that she is not the sweet and wholesome character that they've mm-hmm. tried to paint us. And I feel like mm-hmm. we were, mm-hmm. we've been sent a lot of videos today, especially of um, Coco, who did an Instagram live this week or a TikTok live, one or the other, and Summer, who did a couple of interviews this week. And they're talking about their relationships with Paige and what that was like. Mm-hmm. Um, Coco obviously came out and said that she had heard that the boys had said she was a four out of 10. Um, and then Summer expanded on that and said that she had heard Paige say that the boys told Paige that Paige was a 12 out of 10 and Coco was a four out of 10 and all of this stuff. And basically they are saying that they found Paige to be very standoffish, very cold, that she wasn't very welcoming to them. And I've definitely felt a nudge toward this narrative. I mean, we've seen it as far back as when um, Danica and Antigone had their little kind of trouble and Paige was like, girlies, can we have a minute? And we've seen it kind of flare up at different times, but I feel like they've never, they've never really shown us some evidence. So there's always been this kind of chatter. And now that there are more and more Islanders coming out and these Islanders are getting a bigger platform than ever to be like, tell your story. We're hearing these stories of like, maybe her not being or, or and look this is one person's perception mm. on what happened and she is yeah she hasn't had her chance to defend herself but i i there's a very weird narrative happening and love island seems to be kind of flirting with it but not overly yeah. kind of giving us any evidence to prove or disprove it which i find yeah. more annoying because i would nearly prefer to sh- show us that she's been doing these things or show yeah. us that she's not been because these questions are kind of unfair to everybody yeah I think the thing with Paige is that, like, I think that, like, the the women that are in there now, she doesn't see them as a threat because, you know, like, Adam has not shown any interest in them because, like, you know, he's very much, like, you know, all about Paige. Whereas I suppose when, like, the bombshells were coming in or the cast and more girls were coming in, she kind of maybe didn't really see them as, you know, they weren't part of the kind of original gang and maybe she maybe she kind of saw them in competition in ways that like she didn't with the others and it's not even necessarily with Paige that I have seen her be like a mean girl I think it's just that there's been hints of like I find the kind of like cutesy you know yeah. the beach the baby and, like, voice kind of, and stuff yeah, yeah and like and like all, all of them being like oh Paige is, is wifey material and, and honestly there's something about that that really strikes me as like, what does that mean? And yeah. like looking at what's playing out in the in, in the villa, it seems to be like someone's very sweet, she's very submissive, who doesn't really like, I don't know, I mean, like she, though in fairness to others who doesn't really call them on their shit, she's definitely called Luca. She, you can tell she doesn't like Luca, which kind of endures me. <laughs> I kind of go back and forth where I'm like, oh my God, just please stop yeah. to pick me and then when she was like oh you know you're a boring bastard and like the, the conversation about the punching like I could tell she was fucking raging with him <laughs> I mean which you would be but yeah, like you know she just there was parts where I was like yeah okay 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 Paige I like I like it when you're when you're giving Luca shit but yeah yeah, yeah. other than that it's just oh, I don't know I don't know it's like 
maybe it's because I know that if I was in the villa, I would definitely never be the one that they're like, she's wifey material. So like, she's very opinionated. <laughs> just, so probably just like very resentful of like yeah. Paige being like, oh my God, I'm so cute. I'm so sweet. Yeah. And just this idea like of, of wifey material in general is just like so. I know. And, and it's, easy it's inherently think. very sexist. Yeah. And it just feels to be totally based on how much of a fight they're going to put up. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, it, it kind of started when, when Jax was talking about uh, Paige being wifey material and he would say, you know, oh, I'd, I'd never get away with anything with Gemma. I'd go out for a night out and she'd have all these questions. Whereas with Paige, I'd come home and there'd be no problems. And, you know, yeah. and it's this kind of, okay, so is what you're saying that wifey material is someone that doesn't call you on your shit or doesn't speak up or doesn't... Yes, you know, that's like, exactly what... And I'm like... It seems, mm. see, as I said, sweet, sweet and submissive seems to be sort of the, the memo. So not me, not me, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah proudly not wifey material um yeah. <laughs> Gemma is saying that her baby is ugly and she is saying I don't know how it doesn't look like me or Luca mm. she's not wrong or like, all of the babies are very no in fairness um uh, uh India and Dami's baby was cute <laughs> they did a good job especially with the baby hairs baby I did think hairs. they did an amazing job yeah yeah but the other babies were I mean Ekin and um uh, Davina's baby was terrifying I mean, with the wig on it i was like that is terrifying, terrifying. yeah terrifying yeah. um she is saying uh oh yeah this uh, god love ekin gemma's like it doesn't look like me or luca and then ekin's like speaking of you and luca did you guys sort things out and uh, it's <laughs> like in a normal situation i wouldn't be licking anyone's neck he thinks we're not right for each other if we're arguing India is saying things are going so well with Dami. We dropped the L-bomb two days ago and we were just in the kitchen and it was so cute. Paige mm-hmm. is then saying, I've been on the Damia train for so long. And I thought this was so interesting. Like like you say, right? I thought it was really nice that they said their I love yous and then they kind of kept to themselves and they kind of enjoyed it. But also ex- in a villa where people famously say that you're so bored, every inch of your day you talk about because there's nothing going on. It mm-hmm. is truly bizarre that India did not share this information with these girls. And I think it speaks to a wider relationship thing that she didn't share it. Do you not think? Oh, and, and, and I wonder, did she say, because I mean, you could really see with Summer and Danica. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that they were very close. Um, and I thought that was really, I thought that was really lovely. Um, and like I just wondered do you think she would have said it to them do you think she said it to Danica yeah because because remember when Danica as well was was talking about the fact that herself and Billy had done stuff and she didn't tell the wider group she waited until herself India and Summer were separate and then she was like okay I want to tell you girls I definitely feel like there was a circle of trust within the three of them and I feel like the wider group they just didn't feel like sharing the kind of real big stuff and I think look I I mean I don't know if I'd be sharing the big stuff with Ekansu either. She's got a story to tell. And if it's yours, she doesn't mind telling it. And I, <laughs> so I kind of get it, but I just thought that was very telling that she was like, we said, it, we said, I love you two days ago. Yeah. It just, it, I thought yeah. that, was, that was of note. And the fact that nobody was like shocked that she didn't say anything also made me think that they're very aware of that kind of separation. Oh, that's interesting. Actually, God, that is it. Cause I mean, I thought it was, I think I thought it was not nice that they obviously felt like they weren't, to keep it for themselves but actually now that you've said that that makes more sense like, like, that does make more sense like if your friend was dating someone and then you like weeks later they were like oh yeah no he asked me to be his girlfriend a couple of weeks ago I'd be like why didn't you tell me like I've met I've seen yeah. you so many times you'd be like that's me yeah like, I just, yeah and as you said especially because it must just be I mean 
I cannot explain how much I would hate being on this show. <laughs> uh, like, I just, it's all of it. Yeah. Like, you know, it is just the terrible men, the the, the challenges where it's like you have to dress up in polyester uniforms in 40 degree heat. Yeah. The dancing, the, like the fact that they have no books, the fact that they can't like, <laughs> I get a moment. Like, honestly, I would lose my life and they'd yeah. all be like, what is wrong with that person? I was like, just give me like I would need like a day away by myself. Yeah with a book you know it's just all of that like so you can just tell like I mean they must just be so bored and didn't yeah you just must talk shit like yeah all the time so you're right the fact that it hasn't come up is kind of it's kind of interesting yeah no it's so much more fun for yeah. the side isn't it it's so much more yeah, fun. yeah oh Jesus no I would I, I I can't I honestly I would just I would be so bad at it like no, no, I would no. just be everyone would hate me both in and outside of the island yeah. everyone inside the island would be like she's so a fucking bitch because she ever shut up a bitch this isn't good enough. This isn't what why are you doing this? Why are you <laughs> no 100 percent And like even all this of these is toxic masculinity, actually. <laughs> like, okay. Ladies, ladies, that is a red flag that we're seeing there. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. And like even all of these like really in-depth conversations about how they're feeling and having to like go into such detail to fill a scene. I mean, they're all just like Pan, like just rolling out the same vocabulary Gemma is saying you know I didn't think I'd come here and find someone I'd be happy with I trust Lucas so much I'm ready to see what it's like on the outside I know Paige is I saying, know you know Adam came in and I've never been happier we want to pursue it on the outside who'd have thought Tasha's saying we just know what we want to do after this I'm just so happy uh, and Paige is saying yeah we can absolutely see the change in both you and Andrew you're both so happy together and Ekin is saying every time that me and Davide were sat together as friends. There was just this magic there. And to see him as a dad, I'm like, please, God, give me some babies now. These ladies are in fucking heat. Um, <laughs> back in the villa, Davide is having fun with Irene. He is showing her around. He is showing her the terrace. And he said, this is where your mummy was a bad girl. You don't need to be a bad girl. Like, mummy, be a good girl. Don't like the terrace. We'll leave the terrace. In the beach, <laughs> Davide is saying, we had a good day without mum. Uh, she said, "Mama bad." She said, "Mama bad." And See, then this this is the part that make me like, find it hard to root the Davide. Like I'm just like, okay, do we have to lean so hard into the good girl, bad girl narrative? Yeah. Like again, yeah. the Madonna horror complex is very strong. Yeah, I mean, he's straight in then putting lip liner on little Rene, so he's like. <laughs> She needs a glow up. Um, he's putting bronzer and some terrifying eyelashes on her. Uh, and then he's saying... I'm sorry. Introducing her as the new bombshell. I mean, guys, this is really inappropriate. <laughs> These fucking people are losing their damn minds. Um, he is saying that the girls can take their time. Me and Irene don't care. We're having a good time. And I'm like, oh, there's something really bizarre but really nice about this um the boys are just chilling and eventually the girls return home uh everyone's quite happy to see them back they're all passing the babies off uh tasha is asking did anyone do pram races obviously referring back to kind of famous babies days of days of years past uh but it was a very chill one the boys were very much about their duties keeping the children (laughs) fed and watered um ekin is asking why irene has makeup on um Oh, 
oh, there's nothing else really of no. There's nothing else. Or that we're trying. No, they had the baby rave. The baby I, rave. The baby just yeah. That was kind of cute. There was like balloons and there was party hats and like buns and Do jelly. Do they actually have music? Because... You know, I've heard that they don't have music and I was like, I really hope they gave them some sort of music here. Sorry, do you know, and you'll get this because you're from Cork. I was just getting such Trabalgan vibes from <laughs> when they started playing. I've got to do. I was like, this is Trabalgan 1997. I am living my best life. Like that was all I was getting. And I was like, so happy about it. <laughs> just like, oh my day. gosh. Oh, now all they need is a pool with um, waves. The waves. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. any anyone who went to Trabalgan as a I child, can't. please slide into my DMs and let's discuss tomorrow because honestly, I have such fond memories of that siren and the waves and the pool. Oh. Well, Orla, the, the talking about Trabalgan will be more interesting than talking about this episode. So I do hope that they slide into your DMs. Yeah, I'm I talking mean, about this. Trabalgan hit me up with some like free like little getaway to Trabalgan to reminisce with my armbands in the pool. Like, oh. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, yeah, they're just they're having a cute old time. I did think it was cute that they had the little the little baby cups with the names on it. Like, Very cute. I yeah. mean, it, it was a shameless plug to the fact that they're selling that on the shop, but yeah. it was so cute. Um, yeah, there's lots of balloons. Everyone's having a good time. Um, they play a game of pass the parcel. There's conga dancing, and eventually they announce that the winner of the baby's day is Dami in India. And he is acknowledging the fact that they won because of them. It's bedtime. And then we see the Luca Gemma conversation about, you know, we'd be the best parents when we're older. Gemma's like, I know. And Luca's like, I can't wait. Um, everyone's putting their babies to sleep. Ekin is singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, like properly. She's like Fergie doing the national anthem. Like, <laughs> like just doing the most. Like, I find that so, that was the first time I've ever been like, Ekin, stop. I find <laughs> anyone who like sings happy birthday and tries to do it impressively, I'm like, stop it. Stop yeah. it. No, 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 no. I can't. Can't do it. Were you okay? No, with that? we we that was that's our line, Orla. We have to have a line. Yeah. And we that's it. Yeah. 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 So now we can't be called freaks. Like we can't be called yeah. Yeah. No, we we definitely see the bad sides of her sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't really have any bad yeah like she's sort of perfect yeah. and even like her one flaw is that she sings twinkle too twinkle in the star too well she's just too like, good she's too good at singing like this is the problem so yeah no i have a full stand an absolute oh, stand just too much um david and ekin are saying that they're both knackered uh ekin is saying do you think i'll be a good mom and he says i don't know i didn't see you a lot in action and she's like what do you mean what do you mean? He's like, well from what i've seen i suppose yeah he kind of just gives it to her see he cannot he cannot bring himself to give her a compliment about like, a fictional just, child just beyond him i do think it's it's really funny because in a way i think ekin actually needs that i mean I mean, don't we all? But like, I think she really wants that kind of softness in him and him to be like, I think you're beautiful and I think you're this. But like, he, I'd say, is so used to being the one who is adored. Like, yeah. I think it's because he's so, I mean, I mean, he's so handsome. He's just so like kind of perfect looking. And I'd say he's spent his whole life just being like absolutely the center of attention and just like all the adoration on him. And I think he just doesn't really know how to give that to someone else yeah yeah I know I totally agree I feel like he's just never had to work in that kind of way and I think yeah I just 
who knows if that will be a problem down the line I imagine it yeah. will be but it's yeah it's but it- It'll be entertaining. Even when it's a problem, it'll be really entertaining. No, it'll absolutely... I mean, I just don't know what me and you are going to do when we can no longer watch them. I know. Oh, my God. I, I know. They have to give her a reality TV show. Like, that's the... Yeah. The only... You know, like, you know, when, when they move in together or when they, like... Yeah. Just go... Maybe they'll go house hunting and Andrew can be the oh. estate agent. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. We yeah. maybe we should shop this around. Let's shop this yeah. like, <laughs> or something. We've oh. got a pitch. Um... Yeah. Paige and Adam are having a chat. Paige is saying that she doesn't think she'd be a strict mom. She'd be a cool mom. Um, and she's like, did it make you broody? Adam is saying, I definitely didn't want kids, but I've changed my mind now. And he's like, not because this challenge or anything, but just in like recent years. Um, Dami, India, Tasha and Andrew are having a chat, similarly talking about feeling broody. And Dami is kind of saying like, if I had a baby right now, I'd be okay. Uh, it's nice to have your own little person. Andrew is saying, I'm absolutely not feeling broody right now. India is saying that she doesn't want one right now, but she does want four kids. And Tasha is saying her vagina could not hack it. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's the mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's bedtime and it's very good vibes. Everyone's very cuddly, very kissy. Davide yeah. and Ekin. I've written Davide and Ekin doing more question mark. Yes. Yes. I. This was the first time that, that but was I was a- like, can I just say something, right? Go on, yeah. You know when they when they when they show them sleeping, and I feel like we read so much into the way they're sleeping, and like you know, like who's kind of like you know, kind of spooning, and who's like cutting up together, and who's whatever. I cannot bear having anyone yeah. touch me. Like when I'm trying to fall asleep, when I'm asleep. Like, I cannot bear it. Yeah. I have to have earplugs in. I have to have my eye mask on. And I have to have, like, like a super king bed so that, like, the, the, the next person is at least still. Like, there's, like, a meter between us. So I always feel like I just don't want to be judged. I don't yeah. want me or my relationship <laughs> to be judged <laughs> by my sleeping habits, okay? Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm tired of everyone being like, oh, my God, they're so cute. They're so in love. They're, like, you know, spooning. I'm like, no. that's not an indication. Okay, Orla? No, okay. I, no, I'm fine. I need you to validate me here. No, you're validated. I fully believe that a real loving relationship understands that you have that, you know, 10 to 30 minute period before you go to sleep where it's all cuddles and lots of affection and all that, whatever you want to do. And then it's like, right, now I need to get into my proper eight hours if you're getting (laughs) and I need you to stay the fuck away from me (laughs) if if you'd like to reach a foot out at some point during the night and just gently stroke a calf that would be fine oh oh, that's very generous I I don't have any of that no 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 no, I'm okay with an acknowledgement that the body is still there do you know what I mean I'm like oh yeah okay grand but other than that like no I, I prefer to wonder if the person next to me has died in the middle of the night. Like that's the sort of silence that I like. Putting my hand over their mouth going, are they still breathing? Oh, they are, they are. Yeah, that's, that's what I praise in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, no, why do I feel like you're gonna, it's gonna escalate and you're just gonna get into some kind of like freezer chamber to go to sleep? <laughs> yes, yes, some sort of like, de-aging you know it's like I don't know they're keeping me at a certain temperature to kind of like make sure my skin yeah that's perfect that's exactly what it's going to be like perfect. yeah and we can set you could just set another one up next to you so that they're they're within eye line but physically exactly. there is no way to access but them. the islanders are all in their early 20s they're all babies you know they they don't need sleep they're yeah. fine but I I look forward tomorrow to see 
here or confirmation of what did or did not happen between David and Ekin because that pitched tent of a duvet made me think. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think they, she, need, she needed she needed that. that. Our queen she, needed that. I think that, she's you know, earned it. I think she's earned it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever she wants, she gets. Whatever she wants. Louise, we dreaded this episode. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've done really well to have some fun, have some good chats and get a really substantial episode out of this. I think well done us. I know. I, mean, I, I did not expect this at the beginning. I was like, this is going to be a disaster. I know. So, I felt so you guilty. Know, congratulations then. to your excellent podcast. <laughs> <Asking> skills. <laughs> thanks Louise I appreciate it guys you're welcome you thought we couldn't do it but here you are congrats you made it to the end (laughs) thank you so much to my guest Louise O'Neill for joining me tonight to discuss what went down in the Love Island Villa and what didn't thank you to you guys for tuning in each and every night and thanks also to our lovely sponsors now the home of brilliant entertainment you can find us over on Instagram at my pot on paper do come on over and let us know what your thoughts are on tonight's fallout you can also find us on all of your favourite podcast apps listen whenever and wherever you like be sure to subscribe because you'll never know when there might be some news we'll talk tomorrow with just one week of love island left i'm already starting to panic about all the free time i'm gonna have and how the hell i'm gonna fill it i miss out on a lot of telly when we're in the villa season and always indulge in good old binge when the series ends and this year there are a few shows that i've been keeping on ice until we've crowned our love island 2022 winners First up is Julia, which stars Sarah Lancashire as Julia Child in a dramatisation of the iconic chef's extraordinary life as the person recognised for bringing French cuisine to the American public through her books and subsequent TV shows, most notably The French Chef. Already renewed for a second season, the eight-episode first season is on my post-villa viewing list already. Next up is Winning Time, which tells the story of one of basketball's most revered and dominant dynasties, the Los Angeles Lakers in the 1980s. Now, while I've been vocal about my lack of interest in sport on this podcast in the past, I have no shortage of interest in sports dramas like this one. And then by the time I've those two watched, it'll finally be time for the release of House of the Dragon. Available to stream weekly from August 22nd, House of the Dragon is the prequel series to the smash hit Game of Thrones and chronicles the beginning of the end of House Targaryen and the events that led to the Targaryen War of Succession. With an all-star cast, this is sure to pique the interests of Game of Thrones fans, of which I am certainly one. Julia and Winning Time are currently available to stream, while House of the Dragon will be released weekly from August 22nd, all on now, the home of brilliant entertainment. 